It's Film Festival Radio, the show where superstars and future stars happily coexist together. And now, here's your host, Janice Malone. Hello, listeners out there. Welcome to Film Festival Radio Show. It's Saturday. It may just be another off day for you. Not for me, though. We've got we've got work to do around here. So anyway, how is everybody doing? This is the first weekend of April, first day of April, actually. No, don't have any April Fool's. Do, do you still do April Fool's jokes and pranks? I kind of stopped long time ago. Life just got too serious. I just didn't have time for it. But anyway, uh, if you still do it, that's okay. Just make sure no one gets hurt or injured or harmed. And uh, yeah, not only is it, of course, April 1, it is also the beginning of uh, wrapping up, actually, the end of Lent season. As we all know, next weekend is Resurrection Easter weekend. And then it's tax time. Oh, Oh my God, we don't even want to think about all that. The tax stuff I do mean. But hey, it's April. We've been blessed to see April. And so let's enjoy and partake in all of the beauty that April and really every day has to offer us. Because as we know, unfortunately, a lot of us that have friends and loved ones did not make it. So we're going to carry on and do our best in their honor and their memories here. So, all right, let's talk about today's show. Got two, what do we got? Three, wrong. We have three really cool guests. Yes, we do. We have um, with us, first of all, we have our good friend, Chris Woolsey, Senior Communications Director for Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment. He is back and he will be sharing with us what's cooking for the month of April in film and television for the Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment brand. And they have a lot going on, as always, some news uh, shows and binge type shows that we can look at. And so anyway, Chris is going to tell us about that. We also have a wonderful lady. She is a first-time author. She's also an octogenarian, and she just published her first book. This lady is amazing. She's such an inspiration for everyone. She's been featured on CNN. Uh, Gail King, CBS uh, This Morning has talked to her. The Washington Post has talked to her. Just all kinds of television shows, locally and nationally. In addition to be being in her 80s or early 80s. I'll let her tell you her exact age. But she has, uh, when she was 77, she ran a half marathon and she won in her age category. So this lady, her name is Dr. Laverne Ford Wimberly, and she is such a, gosh, I just love these kinds of stories. Women and men like her who are, you know, got this whole new life and a later age in life. And they're just just living their life. You're talking about living your best life. Well, Dr. Wimberly is doing just that. Now, we also have, how many of you are familiar with the music film uh, series, Afropop? Yes, a lot of people out there. Afropop is now in its 15th year, the award-winning documentary series about art, life, culture across the whole uh, African diaspora. And uh, they are going to start their, as I said, 15th season on Monday, day after tomorrow. And it's going to be an entire month of cool music and film and documentaries and such. And we have the lady who is uh, the director and producer of the Afro Pop series, Denise A. Green, will be joining us and she'll tell us all about what we can see for the month of April on the Afro Pop music film documentary scene there. And I'm a longtime fan. Yeah, longtime fan. So, okay, that is, that's our guest 
I mean, that's enough, isn't it? I wish we had time for more. But anyway, that is our guest lineup here. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will begin our show. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. It's acting up. News about auditions and tryouts that could make you a star. We are back here. So before we get to our next guest, I have a really fun and cool audition announcement to tell you about. Check this out. Listen to this. How many of you out there are fans of the shows The Bachelor and The Bachelorette? Show of hands, show of feet. Yeah, millions of you, including me. Well, guess what? The producers of The Bachelor, they've got something up their sleeves and they're about to show it. And it's really fun. The producers of The Bachelor, they are starting a new dating show and they are looking for active and outgoing single men and women in their golden years for a new exciting dating show. Yeah. So if you are a senior citizen and you are ready for a committed relationship, this might be the show for you. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, there are senior citizens out there who are fans of The Bachelor and Bachelorette, but there's the, you know, the age requirement restriction, but not anymore because, again, they are working on a new show currently titled Golden Bachelor. That's the name of it. And they are casting seniors and people in their golden years who are still looking for love and would possibly be interested in finding the one on a national television reality show. Doesn't get any more exciting than that. So if you're a single dad or grandfather, or, or and you maybe you're a great catch, <laughs> okay? Uh, again, the producers, uh, grandma as well, producers of The Bachelor, they're looking for active, outgoing, single, senior men who want to find the next love of their life. It's called, yeah, again, Golden Bachelor. And there really isn't a huge amount of information that I have right now about the show, other than they are looking for uh, people, gentlemen, in the senior citizen age group. Again, and the working title of the show, they're putting it together, is called Golden Bachelor. So what you need to do is just go to the website, Golden Bachelor Casting. Dot com. And all of the details are right there, goldenbachelorcasting.com. And see if you have what it takes. Uh, you can be all dapper and cool and you're just in a different age group and have all of these fantastic ladies vying for your attention, just like they do on The Bachelor. So good luck. Go again to Golden Bachelor Casting and see what happens. All right, we're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, I'll tell you more about our guest, our guest coming up right now. Hi, this is Chris Woolsey, the king of streaming from Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment, and you are listening to Film Festival Radio with Janice Malone. All right, listeners, he took a small break, but he's back in a big break kind of way. We're talking about our friend Chris Woolsey, Senior Director of Communications for Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment, and he's here, he's back to tell us... What's cooking at Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment, Chef Chris? I am back. Janice, thank you so much for having me back. It's always the, the high point of my month. <laughs> you are so funny. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of the whole month of April, here we are. We're Easter resurrection season, and we're beginning of spring. We're, we're just doing a lot in April. It's tax season. It's April full season. It's just so much going on in April. But what is cooking specifically at Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment that you can tell us about in film and television? Well, we have all kinds of great stuff going on for the month of April. Uh, you know, spring is here and there's just so many reasons to celebrate. We are hopefully getting out of our uh, cold weather climbs, and <clears throat> we will have uh, content on Chicken Soup for the Soul for you to watch uh, as your spring uh, rolls forward. So 
we've got a really exciting one um, this this month. It is called Prue's Great Garden Plot, and this is a uh, series hosted by Prue Leaf, who's the host of the uh, award-winning The Best British Baking Show, which you might have heard of. Oh, absolutely. you know, that, that's obviously a, a huge, huge hit. Mm-hmm. And uh, this series is hosted by her and her adorable husband, John Playfair, who's an uh, ex-fashion designer. And they are just the cutest couple you've ever seen in your entire life. They, they could not be sweeter if they were made of pie. <laughs> and this is a series about them getting a new house and they've decided that they are going to build a uh, beautiful English garden in their backyard. Oh, my. Lucky them. Yeah, right? And so it's this really, really cute, sweet series that follows them through all their, um, you know, kind of construction-controlled chaos. Uh, as anyone who has ever done uh, construction on their property knows how, how these things kind of go. Um, oh, yes. But it is spectacular. I cannot recommend it enough. It's just such a breath of fresh air. And I think we all need uh, that after what we've gone through. And oh, then, goodness. you know, after being kind of cloistered during the winter and mm-hmm. out here in California with all of our crazy rains, um, this is a it's an inspirational, adorable little series. So check out Cruise Great Garden Plot. And so it has is starting is streaming right now, or is it later in the month, or what? It'll be it'll be April first, so okay. that will drop tomorrow. Tomorrow, okay, just in time. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of the British baking cooking shows. When I see the the big tent in the middle of the woods, like okay, it's time to start baking with the British. Yes, it's That's time. It. It's time. So okay, okay. So now, are are there any specific? Um, films or anything for the Easter season or, or what? Yes, we've got, we've got a ton of great stuff. So, um, you know, to, to go along, um, with kind of, we just finished, uh, a lot of, uh, Royals, uh, content. And that was such a big hit with our audience, um, that we decided to double down on that. And so we actually, rolled out a ton more Queen Elizabeth content, um, which people have just been over the moon excited about. So we have a bunch of new documentaries um, about the Queen. So we have one called Our Queen, uh, and that's an in-depth portrait of uh, Queen Elizabeth. And it kind of runs the whole gamut of her life, all the way from uh, her humble beginnings to... um, you know, where she became, you know, just this iconic uh, world leader. And the uh, it, it sort of culminates in the triumphal uh, Diamond Jubilee. So really, really uh, a great documentary. We have another one called The Unlikely Queen, um, which kind of focuses in on kind of the, the quirkier aspects um, of her personality. And it's uh, it's just it's a fantastic uh, documentary and just gives you a little a little glimpse into a little more of her personal life. And then we have another one that's the Diamond Jubilee that focuses on the big celebration uh, from 2012 uh, that celebrated the, the Diamond Jubilee of her, her reign as queen. Well, this is perfect for the kind of a good lead in to the upcoming big international coronation of uh, what is the right time? I still call him Prince Charles. I mean, what, isn't it some other I, I title? Too. I do. I, I, I'm just too old, and I've, I've said that phrase too many times okay. to switch at this point in my life. So I don't really know when he becomes King Charles. King Charles? Oh. That was always that was just a Spaniel to me. I don't know what uh, Prince Charles should always just be Prince Charles. Yeah, I, it's kind of hard. But we, we, okay, we got this much right. We know the coronation is coming up soon. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, I don't want to start an international incident here on yes, your show. So yes, yeah, we, don't. I, <laughs> we do not, we don't. We we love the royals, and but anyway, I just think this set of uh, movies that Chicken Soup has uh, have for this month is a great way to binge watch into the whole 
British royalty as we go into the coronation season for them. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, are there any, did it, has anybody ever made any movies about tax season or income tax? <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a great idea. We need, we need to get on that. We I do. think that's an untapped genre right there. We need to do it. We should, Chris, we really should. But to take your mind off of tax season, which uh, I know I want to, um, we do have uh, some great stuff. We've got a really sweet film called uh, Then She Found Me. Okay. And this is starring Helen Hunt, uh, Colin Firth, speaking of the British and the King's, uh, from the King's speech, um, and also Bette Midler. Ah. And it's a, it's a beautiful, sweet um, movie about Helen Hunt uh, wants to have a baby. Her husband leaves her. Um, she loses her adopted mother oh, and goodness. finds out when she comes back into contact with her birth mom, who is a famous talk show host played by Bette Midler. So you can only guess at the kind of comedy that ensues um, with all of this. I mean, brilliant performances uh, from Helen Hunt, Colin Firth and, and Bette Midler. But it's a it's a sweet movie and again i think it's a perfect fit for uh the spring season and it will definitely take your mind off of taxes oh my goodness <laughs> exactly and exactly as we all know bet mittler can be so funny as an actress as well as uh you know her singing is of course superb but she's just kind of a total package there so that's yeah. a good one that's a good one so any more for our april chicken soup for the soul Absolutely. So one more really fun one that uh, to me was a little hidden gem, um, a film called Bees Make Honey and kind of an unusual film, but it's a it's a widow who hosts a big dinner party at, at her uh, mansion for her high society friends. But what they don't know is she's trying to solve her husband's murder during the dinner. Well, that gives you something to think about at the next dinner party. My goodness. Uh, Definitely. It's it's uh, <laughs> starring Alice Eve, um, who is uh, the female lead, and she's out of my league. Uh, Joshua McGuire from Anatomy of a Scandal. And it's got a really, if you know who Boz Lerman is, he Absolutely. just directed uh, Elvis. Oh, yes, Lord. So it's yes. got a real Moulin Rouge kind of feel to it. It's super over the top. It's super stylized. Um, but it's it's a it's a fun movie. And if, if you liked uh, the menu, which um, we just watched uh, last uh, week before last, if you if you like that kind of murder mystery intrigue um, sort of thriller angle, this is this is a great one for you. It's kind of all of that rolled up uh, into a a great little dinner entree. Bees make honey. The storyline is incredibly sounding funny here. So you go to a dinner party. You're trying to figure out. Who probably killed your husband? <laughs> okay. Okay. The dessert is shared. Yeah. Like, you know, Boz Lerman is one of those people on my bucket list to to interview. I've got this little list and he's on my list. So yeah, he's such a crazy talent. Oh, yeah. Moulin Rouge, one of my favorites. Oh yeah. That's why I first really got into him was back then. But yeah, absolutely. Well, okay. All right, Mr. Chris. That's going to this sounds like a really cool, diverse lineup for April for the Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment brand there. So thank you as always. And tell everybody how they can go and where they can look and view and binge watch all of these wonderful films you've talked to. Sure. sure. So they can uh, watch on uh, Samsung TVs, Vizio, uh, Fire TVs. We just, we're very excited. We just launched the Roku app. Right. Um, so if you have a Roku device on your TV, you just go to the app store and you can download the Chicken Soup of the Soul app. And then if you're uh, watching on your laptop or desktop or want to cast from that to your uh, connected TV, just go to chickensouptv.com. Okay. And so, okay, yeah. Before we sign off, I'm going to get, I'm going to cover it all. Happy Easter, happy resurrection, happy tax day. And, and what else did I leave off? Did I leave off anything else? You got it all. I got, got it all. You got Easter, you got the best. So Yes, thank absolutely. you. The Easter took care, takes care of the entire month. So again, 
Thank you. And we will see you next week. I look forward to it. I can't wait. Okay. Thank you. Listeners, I have my next guest on board here, and she is a very talented producer and director, uh, just a very talented lady all around. And we had an opportunity to chat last year about a whole different project. So now we're chatting again about one of my favorite uh, music and entertainment series, Afropop. And so please help me welcome Denise A. Green. Hello, Miss Denise. How are you this afternoon? Great. Thank you for having me. It's great to be talking with you again. Yes. Well, okay. You're always doing something exciting in the world of entertainment here. And so now we are about to chat about the award-winning documentary series, Afropop, of which you are producer-director. I understand this is the 15th season for Afropop. So first of all, tell us in a nutshell, for those who are not familiar, tell us about Afropop and what it's all about first. Sure. Afropop is an anthology series that, as you mentioned, 15 years. We're super excited about that. It began to as a um, series on public television to um, bring an independent film to our viewers that gave them a window into the global Black experience. So stories from uh, the African diaspora, all types of stories. And um, the mission uh, and framing for Afropop continues. Um, And with this 15th season, though, we've taken um, a challenge to present the five episodes in a theme. And so this season will be focused on the arts. And um, so we've we've grown, um, our viewership has grown, and we're we're touching base with filmmakers from around the world. Um, that's continuing uh, to elevate Afropop, and you know we've all, we've been able actually to expand our series by with an online series called Afropop Digital, which uh, focuses showcases short. Okay, now I understand for season 15, uh, the series is focusing on the whole season is centered around one single theme for this season. So tell us about that and what can we expect to see? Sure. Well, we decided, you know, since the 15th season is an incredibly special landmark uh, year uh, and we wanted to celebrate. And so we thought, what better way to celebrate than with our artists, which allow us to escape, to tap into joy, um, and just experience the creative. So with each episode, we focus on an artist, which will take us from visual arts to music to dance. And our uh, our first episode is Can You Bring It? Bill T. Jones and D-Man in the Waters. It's a special episode which um, that film is directed by Rosalind LeBlanc and Tom Hurwitz. It is uh, about the groundbreaking dance, Sea Man in the Waters, by Bill C. Jones in response to the AIDS crisis. And um, the second storyline is about the company, the students that are then trying to restage the Sea Man in the Waters. And so it's a really... Um, it's a really captivating story about this landmark um, dance. And then our second episode is Queen Tito. It's um, a wonderful biography on the international music star and activist, Anthony Tito. Um, our third episode is Bill Trailer Chasing Ghosts. It's a portrait of a visual artist who was enslaved and was drawing, painting throughout his life. 
Um, but he didn't get recognition until the 70s. Um, and but he's now the art world has really gotten to take notice of, of his contribution. The fourth episode um, is Sound of Math. And it looks at a Mabiko dancer, um, and that's a dance in northern Mozambique. And it's a dance that's used um, as a tool in, um, for revolution during the colonial period. And the dancer that we're following wants to keep that ritual alive and that history alive. Um, and, and then the last film of the season is Rewind and Play. Um, a really rare look at Thelonious Monk, uh, rare in the sense that this is a 1969 appearance on French TV that has never been seen before. And um, you get to see the makings of this television show and the uh, tension between Monk and the, um, the television producers and directors and hosts who um, provide a very tense like a visually pinched, tense atmosphere. Um, all the while, we get to see Monk respond to that, not only directly to the host, but through his music, in which we hear um, incredible artistry um, in response to the situation that he's in. So it's a really fascinating look at one of our legends. So those are the five episodes of the season. Sounds like a very jam-packed season. And I want to remind everyone that the series uh, starts April 3rd and runs all the way until May 1. And again, you can see this on Black Public Media's YouTube channel. We'll be streaming. And also on the World Channel later that day. So um, this is a lot of work. I can I can only imagine the the number of films and documentaries that you and your staff and crew received throughout the year for Afropop. Uh, about how many submissions, uh, how do you guys do that? I mean, when do you start looking at new submissions? <laughs> That's a great question. So we're already reviewing for season 16. Oh, goodness. Um, yeah. So it, it takes over a year. However, um, once season 15 um, you mentioned our premiere date in April, April 3rd for the first episode. Um, once that's uh, out in the world, then we really begin on um, building the season, the season to come. Um, but we receive, it's hard to say because uh, I believe that our submissions have probably tripled now that we have our Afropop Digital and accepting shorts. Um, and so... Yeah, it's it's really hard to say how much we receive, but um, there's a there's a team of us, a small but mighty team. Carol Bash is the series associate producer who really helps me um, look through material, and then we partner the World Channel. Chris Hastings um, is a, a worth in helping us identify films, and so we make our select since that come to us, as well as um, film festivals. Um, so we, when we go to film festivals, we'll come back with notes on films that we might want to follow up with. So for people who, for filmmakers out there who are interested in submitting for season 16, should they start like right now or are you guys already halfway selected have you already selected most of what you want even this early for next year or how does that work no they should start now um and yeah start now um so that we can have a time a chance to review and respond um our if you go to our website blackpublicmedia.org um and go to the afropop page there is a link to our submission, and that is open all year round as a rolling submission. And um, it's the same link for submitting shorts or for submitting long form. Um, we really uh, try to program an hour length program, but if it's longer than that, we, we still review it. Um, you know, this season we're kicking off with uh, a focus on the arts, and I think from here on out, we're going to 
continue to frame each of the broadcast Afropop, uh, you know, that will broadcast through the World Channel and APT um, with the theme. We'll frame it with the theme. So to have films earlier, sooner than later is better um, so that we can see uh, those themes emerge from what filmmakers are sending us. Okay. And so, again, the website for submissions is blackpublicmedia.org. Is that correct? That's right. Okay, so I'm just look for Afropop uh, pull down menu. So I'm really happy to know about that. You, uh, you guys are also accepting film shorts and have been doing so for a minute there. That's good to know too for filmmakers out there. Yeah, it's really and the shorts. Hey, our Afropop Digital. Uh, we're gonna have a. Uh, you know, see, you can see uh, on our website, Afropop Digital. We've already um, launched that. And we'll have a hard launch uh, in May, which is just, you know, just a bigger fanfare around the release of that episode. Um, but that series itself allows us to really take um, expressions in the types of stories that we curate um, and the and the creative approaches that we hope to have, like more animated work, um, more work related to that will happen to different audiences. May it be a certain region or age group, um, you know, anything like that or specific interest, that kind of thing. So we feel like the, the shorts will allow us to play around a little bit more. Now, is there a, a chance or, or maybe this is a part of the celebration will there be any live tweeting uh each week during the series or for the premiere or what well um we will have a special online event we've interviewed some of the artists uh in the film and so our our kickoff film can you bring it bill p jones and g-man in the waters we interviewed rosalind leblanc and bill p jones so the, our viewers will have a chance to listen into that interview before the April release. So that's the Monday before, actually, um, the 25th. Uh, that that uh, interview will be available on our YouTube channel. Um, and it's a, it's a really great conversation uh, about the film, but so much more. The two of them really talk about um, the artistic process. They talk about um, art in the times of crisis. Um, you know, it, it goes everywhere and it's a brilliant conversation. The two of them danced together. Rosalind was in the Bill T. Jones on his Dane company. Um, so they have that history together. So it was really fascinating to hear them talk about, um, you know, the man in the water with, with all that context. Oh, I know that's beautiful. Them dancing together. I know that's beautiful to see. Has to be. Yeah. So again, that now that's going to be, you said the Monday before the premiere. That would be what, March 27th, I think? Exactly. Okay, March 27th. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. uh, about what time? Or just all that day or just that one day only or what? That will be um. Let me see if I have that information. Okay. I think it's going to be midnight. Um, oh, midnight. Okay. Midnight yeah. Eastern time there on Monday. Okay. All right. Well, people can tune in uh, to the to your website and find out all that information, the more specifics of it for their time zone, especially. That's right. Okay. All right. So, okay. Season 15, Afropop. I think the concept, I've always loved the concept of Afropop. I just even like the title Afropop because it has that combination, you know, it's, just, it's like that really cool um, combo sandwich or something. It's got Afro, it's got pop, and it just kind of melds together uh, these beautiful culturals. Uh, cultural exchanges there. So, okay, can you give us, uh, I know you and your crew are working on season 16 of Afropop, as you mentioned, but is there anything else that uh, you're working on that we need to know about we can start talking about? Well, um, well, there's, there's a lot of things. We're also preparing for Pitch Black, which is our yes. um, pitching forum at the end of April. And we will be 
uh, also celebrating um, each year at Pitch Black, we award up to $150,000 in production funding. Five teams will be pitching this year, um, and we'll have an awards program that will be online that everyone can tune into to uh, meet the artists and hear about their projects and see who receives the funding. In addition to that, um, we're we're um, celebrating Yoruba Ritson and her fantastic documentary career. So uh, that it will be a great evening of just, you know, convening of filmmakers and, and documentary fans uh, to celebrate what we do and what we bring to American film. Okay. And give us the information as to how people can be a part of Pitch Black for this year. Sure. Uh, so that, that again, I'll drive everybody to our website, blackpublicmedia.org. Registration is now up. Um, so you'll find a link that will lead you to our registration page. And again, it's an online event uh, at the end of April. Okay. And I always ask people in the film festival industry or any any type of business where uh, the general public of filmmakers or singers or whomever can possibly showcase their talent. I always like to ask, what does it take to submit? So for Pitch Black, submissions are obviously over. And if they are, what do filmmakers need to do to prepare for the next submission season to pitch their films and shorts and such for Pitch Black? Sure. Um, well, definitely keep in touch with us through our newsletter and our social media pages so that, um, you know, that's where we make the announcements of deadlines. But we also talk about the criteria. Each year could be uh, a little bit different. Sometimes we have special calls that will be focused on a certain uh, topic, for instance, like vaccine or um, climate justice. Um, so there's always different funding opportunities. Our Pitch Black is tied into our open call, which is the annual call. Generally, the announcement goes out in August with applications up in September um, and a couple of months to before the deadline closes on that. So in September and October. Um, I, and so I think maybe the biggest point is to, for the, for the open call, um, we asked for a full proposal, which would be a, a strong treatment, um, you know, budget and, uh, and bio, they'll have all the outlines. There's like five major, major categories, but the, uh, and the video sample, but so the three that I think are the biggest. Um, that need to be super tight are is the video sample, the treatment, and the budget. Um, and to also know that we fund for public um, public media, for public television. So to really, um, if they see that as a part of the journey for their story, um, then then our open calls is a great fit for that. Okay, and so all of the the, the celebration for Pitch Black, as, as you say, at the end of April, uh, on site, you guys are based in New York. Is it New York City or Brooklyn? Or tell, tell everybody exactly where you're located. Yeah, so, you know, the, the last couple of years has really shaken things up, but we are based in Harlem. Um, and, but our team is all over. Um, I'm pretty much, work out of Brooklyn, <laughs> not, not far at all, but, um, you know, I keep it, keep it local. And then, um, you know, we have team members in Atlanta and in uh, Texas and um, Virginia. So we're all over. We're all over. Well, that's good to know. What about us? We are based in Las Vegas. You got any Las Vegas people here? Not yet. Not yet? Okay. Yet. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to have to find you some. So. <laughs> but, yeah, we got a lot of talent around here as well. So, But anyway, uh, just go to the website again, blackpublicmedia.org. People can find all of the information for Pitch Black and upcoming Afropop 
season 15. So as always here, Denise, it's great to chat with you. You have, as I said at the top of the interview, you have so much exciting entertainment uh, to that you're just you and your people and friends and staff that are involved in. And it's just such a rewarding piece of uh, pieces, I should say, of information and to entertain us all out there. You guys do such good work. So I always love talking to you. Thank you for being with me again this year. Well, thank you. I really gave being able to connect with the listeners and I look forward to talking again. Absolutely. I tell you what, let's just make a date to for you to come back for Pitch Black, right? a few days before Pitch Black, and you can give us more details and remind everybody what's going on with Pitch Black for next month. That sounds great. Okay. Thank you so much. And uh, you. have a lot of fun for Afropop. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Listeners, I have my next guest on board, and let me tell you all again, I said earlier, it is such a pleasure and an honor to talk to my guest. Her name is Dr. Laverne Ford-Wimberly, and she is a an author. She is. Uh, she just has a, a wonderful story. Her life is just amazing. An educator in the Tulsa area for over thirty nine years, and now, among other things, and so now she has a brand new book out. The title of it is "My Sunday Best: Pearls of Wisdom, Wit, Grace, and Style." So, Doctor Wimberly, thank you so much for joining me on this chat. Well, thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it very much. Well, all right. This book is beautiful. I was looking at the cover of it, and it is just, you know, it features you just looking your Sunday best. So tell everybody, what is My Sunday Best, the book, all about? It is about the 52 selfies that I posted on Facebook in 2020 and 2021 during the pandemic. We could not go to uh, physical, have physical church services, so we had to do it virtually. And I just decided to get dressed every Sunday so I would not get out of the habit of dressing up because it only takes 21 days mm-hmm. for you to change your habit. So an editor from Harper Collins called and asked me if I would be interested in writing a book about it. And after a little deliberation, I thought, well, yes, why not? Since the selfies not only had my postings of how I looked, uh, on there, but it also had words of wisdom that I tried to encourage people during the pandemic. So I thought, well, these words of inspiration will probably be okay in this book. So it's a combination of my 52 selfies that include my pictures and words of inspiration and scriptures. And so uh, how long did it take uh, before you knew, uh, as you were posting on Facebook, how many postings did it take to, for you to find out? So oh, I think I might be on to something here. Well, I started on um, the first Sunday we were out of service on March the 29th, and I found out that more people were focusing on the way I look rather than I'm always saying I'm ready for the word. I hope you are too. So then I decided, well, maybe I need to put something in so they will not focus on me and focus on inspirational messages. So in May was my first time posting inspirational messages. Mm -hmm. And then people started focusing on the messages and thanking me for them and how I was encouraging them. So I thought, well, I'll just keep this up. And then someone had said, well, maybe you don't need to do that every Sunday. And I almost quit. But I thought, no, this may be just what uh, the Lord wants me to do. So I'll just continue until we get ready to go back into church. And I think you did, obviously, an amazing and wonderful job. What a a God idea. That's just what you call one of those God-inspired ideas. And look at it. Yeah. I love, rather. And so since then, you have appeared on in all this mainstream media from CNN, ABC News, The Washington Post. Uh, Did this surprise you that this would take off so, so large like this or what? It sure did surprise me that an 82-year-old woman who did an interview with a local TV reporter on a Sunday night after 10 p.m. would have gone viral. And it started after Kim Jackson Hilliard did the interview 
Then Gail King with uh, CBS Mornings picked it up that Tuesday following that Sunday night airing. And from there, it just went wild and even had postings in Europe uh, and through the mail and everything. And I never would have suspected or I never would have thought that it would have gone viral all over the world, including Canada and some of the places over in the former country. And I'm still amazed that people are still talking about it. And when they see me and they recognize who I am, that they it starts all over again. So I am afraid to what will happen once the book comes out, but I will be pleasantly surprised and thankful that I had an impact on so many people in the world. Well, you, Armick, definitely must tell you what a beautiful uh, 82-year-old lady you are. You're stylish and poised, and so you make an excellent cover for your book. Well, thank you. But, you know, as I, you know, telling the listeners before we uh, came on here, Breaking records, this is nothing new for you because they understand that you ran your first half marathon and you were 77. So tell us about that. Well, I have been watching some other people run marathons and I thought, well, I wish I were younger and I would want to do that too, run the full marathon. But I thought, hmm, well, Vern, you can do something. You still have the energy and the wherewithal to try it. So I just decided to enroll in a training uh, session, and we trained for about three months. And then I thought, well, I'm going to do it today. So on the day of the half marathon, I kept telling to myself, you can do this. Uh, God will order your steps. And I just had all kinds of saying self-talk that I did throughout the three hours that it took me to walk the half marathon. And I was so pleased with myself. And by the time I got almost to the finish line. Tears just started running down my face because I knew I had made it and that everything was going to be okay. But that was one of the thrills of my life, being able to do that by believing in myself, of course, and trusting in the Lord that he would make that happen. And I understand that you finished first in uh, your age group. I did, in in my age group. Mm -hmm. Everyone said, how many were in your age group? And that's not the point. The point is there were so many who did not make the effort. Mm -hmm. So however many have been in my age group, I really don't know and I really don't care. But I'm just so thrilled that I was able to succeed and then to come out on top. And then now I'm being asked, are you going to enter again? I thought, well, no. Why would I want to enter again after coming in first place? I certainly would not want to come in uh, second, third, or anything less than number one. So I will not do that particular race again. But I do still do the Tulsa Run uh, every year. So I'm looking forward to doing that again this coming uh, October. Oh my goodness, you are one active lady. You know, you're now you're busy making records and plans and for yourself as an author. So uh are there any plans to do maybe a follow-up to your current book here or what? No plans of yet, but we'll wait to see how uh it goes, how the book sales will go and how people will accept it and uh love the book. And then we'll see. If it's really something that's going to take off, then I might consider something else. But right now, I'll just take it one day at a time and just relish in the fact that March the 21st, 2023, my book goes out to the public. Well, we will definitely keep that in mind. And I'll continue to tell people about it. It's March 21st, 2023. Again, the book is my Sunday best, Pearls of Wisdom, Wit, Grace, and Style. So uh, in addition to promoting the book, are, are you working on any other uh, projects besides the book promotion or what? There will be a book signing at my church, either March the 19th, two days before the book sales began, mm-hmm. or that Sunday, March the 26th, after the book comes out. And then I have a couple of friends who want me to do something and have another book signing. I also am a commissioner with the Tulsa City County Library Commission, and the executive director wants to have a book signing there as well. So we'll probably do something, maybe have a tea or something, and have a book signing there as well. But I'm open to suggestions. I'm open to invitations for where I might be able to assist to help push the book along. 
Oh, I think that is absolutely wonderful. Now, does your book uh, have its own website or, or can people reach you on social media or how can they reach you? We're getting ready to talk about that probably this Thursday. We've had some discussion about it. I am on Facebook, but I'll probably have maybe just my Sunday best Facebook mm-hmm. uh, on Facebook and maybe probably Instagram as well. So those who would like to contact me will be able to do that. Okay. And so right now, how can people find you on Facebook? Uh, just look up Laverne Ford Wimberly and usually I'll pop right up. Okay. Okay. We have that down. And so we will stay tuned for, uh, like you said, uh, website and other activities for the release, the big release, March 21st. I can't forget that because my birthday is March 22nd, so I know I won't forget it. Uh, well, good for you, and happy birthday in advance. In fact, yesterday, I just, well, Sunday, I just happened to think, with the book coming out on March the 21st, March the 21st, 2021 was my last posting, and that's how this all started after my last posting that I did, and then Kim Jackson Hilliard picked it up, that was, that was my last one, and that's mm-hmm. when she, went, she called me and wanted to do an interview with me. Oh, that is so t- uh, tiny. It's perfect. Yeah, that's something. <laughs> just perfect. But that's how the Lord works. I just figured that all of this has been the Lord's plan for, plans for me, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to coast along and enjoy. I don't believe. No, is, is this your first book? Yes, it is. First book at age 82, still running. Well, now, now I am 84. I just had a birthday last month. I am now 84. Oh, my goodness. Well, belated happy birthday. And you are still planning on walkathons and uh, fitness activities, writing books. Oh, my goodness. Dr. Wimberly, you are such an inspiration to everyone out here. Well, thank you. You really are. So, again, the book is My Sunday Best, Pearls of Wisdom, Wit, Grace, and Style by Dr. Laverne Ford Wimberly. So, Ms. Wimberly, again, thank you so much. And I look forward to continuing to see the progress, the progression of your book. All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Wimberly. What an amazing, accomplished and inspiring lady that she is. If, you know, I can live to get to her age group and hopefully beyond, and hopefully she will be beyond as well. I'm sure she will. Um, We can just all want to aspire to be like her. She's accomplished in writing and community work, political work, Christian work, and also in athletics as well. So again, her new book is My Sunday Best, Pearls of Wisdom, Wit, Grace, and Style. So that's going to do it for this edition of Film Festival Radio Show. Thank you to all of our guests as always. And thank you guys for listening as always. So we will see you not next Saturday. We're not, that's Easter weekend. So we're not going to have a show, but the following weekend, we got some time off there. So have a very blessed and happy Easter holiday weekend next week. And we'll see you the following Saturday. So take care. See you then. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another edition of Film Festival Radio with your host, Janice Malone. Be sure to download this and other episodes at filmfestivalradio.com.